Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday night from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks, the lovely folks, at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Gary Ashton. Gary's in Prague watching the Preds, who played a game today. The Ashton team, though, remains stateside and is here to provide you with the intel edge you need to succeed. Go to GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, where you can wager on preseason hockey like the Preds, Monday Night Football, like what's happening tonight, or every other major sport. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000 in the Superbook Sports app. True Mav Fitness, a new way to work out. They will get you going. True Mav Fitness, located conveniently in downtown Nashville, in the Gulch, your first class as a Middle Tennessee resident is for free and two rivers Ford, the best car buying experience around with great locked in interest rates and bonus cash. I'll tell you more about those things later on in the show. So today uh, we had uh, a little bit of an, well, we didn't have much of an update from Mike Vrabel, but literally as Vrabel's press conference was concluding, there was a tweet from Ian Rappaport about the status of Traylon Burks. Now, if you'll remember, uh, the Traylon Burke situation was that of uh, was that of his uh, his injury. He suffered an injury in the fourth quarter at the start of the fourth quarter, and in that situation, Traylon Burks was was kind of in a bad spot. In fact, I'm texting producer Reed a video right now that I should have thought of earlier on to kind of explain the situation that happened to Traylon Burks. So Traylon Burke suffers uh, an injury on a play, stays in the football game, and then gets injured badly enough that he has to be carted off on the very next play. And so the fear initially was that he got his ankle rolled up on in uh, in a in a way that may cost him a significant amount of time. Um, he was ruled out with a foot injury as opposed to an ankle injury. And then the update from Rappaport today was this. Uh, at Rap Sheet on Twitter, first-round wide receiver Traylon Burks, who left yesterday's game with a foot injury, has been diagnosed with turf toe, sources tell Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. No surgery is necessary, just rehab, but Burks will miss some time. Uh, Rappaport adds, with the likelihood of missing multiple weeks, Traylon Burks could land on injured reserve to allow him to fully heal, but no surgery means he should be back this season. So that's about as positive of an update as you could hope for as to the situation for Traylon Burks. Now, there's a couple of different things. Uh, There's a couple of different things about this. One turf toe is not ideal, but it's the best possible result out of all of these things. Two, um, I think that that for, uh, for the Titans offense, it is a loss, certainly. But I think that there are there is enough that they have because the injuries really haven't been on the offensive side of the football. Yes, Lawan has been lost for the season, but not a uh, not in a spot where they can't kind of put some pieces and parts together. But we'll talk about whether you think their wide receiver core is deep enough later on. So in this uh, in this circumstance, Traylon Burks is going to have the ability to return this season, but is likely going to see an IR stint in his future. Can't wait to field all of your IR questions about that. Uh, so I guess we should start with your Two Rivers Ford take. What position do the Titans seem to have the least amount of depth at right now? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. 
It's your Two Rivers Ford take uh, here on a Monday night. Which position do the Titans appear to have the least amount of depth at? Uh, Larry Ford says, Lawan is done in my opinion. Um, well, yeah, that's all well and good. I, you know, respectfully, I don't really care about Taylor's future career decisions right now. We're talking about players on the team who are going to continue to play this season. And Taylor's not one of them, unfortunately for him and, uh, and for a, uh, um, really frankly for the Titans, they, they will, they will suffer his loss. Um, but yeah, they're, it's probably, you know, it doesn't matter at this, at this point. Although I know Taylor's got a new podcast coming out where his injury is going to be discussed. I'm sure many of you, including John Robinson, can't wait for that to be disclosed. Um, offensive line is what John Spain Howard thinks. Defensive line is what Omar uh, Walton submits. Wide receiver and or edge, says David Allen, which both suffered injuries yesterday. What position do the Titans seem to have the least amount of depth at? I'll tell you my position on it right after I remind you that the Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best possible car buying experience with a non-commissioned sales staff that is going to go above and beyond to make sure that you enjoy the car buying purchase at Two Rivers Ford. They are making sure that you have great offers, guarantees, like great prices and a locked-in interest rate when you custom order a 2023 model year Ford. Right now, when you custom order an F-150, Explorer, Ranger, Edge, Bronco Sport, Escape, or Mustang, they'll guarantee 2.9% APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers. So you order your vehicle now and lock in a great rate for whenever it is that you start paying. That's the kind of peace of mind that Two Rivers Ford offers in addition to $500 bonus cash on top of their already low prices. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So I want you to hear, uh, before we talk about the position group that is the uh, that is lacking the most depth, um, I think that for the Titans, it is important to hear Mike Vrabel talk through the Traylon Burks situation yesterday afternoon in Indy. Players outside of two minute uh, that if you can't play the next play to uh, to take a knee, you know that that's a safety thing, uh, so that they are, are taking a knee and they, they stop the play, and then we can get a, a first of all we can look at you, and uh, we can give you a medical attention, and then we can get a sub in. Um, you know he was in the huddle, you know Cody ran out there, and we just felt like you know. I felt like that we needed to get Cody back out so they didn't stand over the ball to force us to burn a timeout or a five-yard penalty, delay a game, substitution. Um, you know, so outside of two minutes, you know, we're, we're asking guys that if they can't play the next play physically is to take a knee. And I know that guys don't like to do that. I, you know, I mean, this is not anything to do with their courage or their toughness, uh, but it's about being able to operate and get the next guy in there and, and, and make sure that we're doing everything we can do to, to look at your health. So that's Mike Vrabel talking about what they are coached to do outside of two-minute situations. Traylon Burks um, suffering a turf toe injury that caused him to be carted off yesterday. Uh, Andrew uh, Baggio, forgive me, Andrew, if I've, mispre- if I've botched your last name, Um LOL, this point of view is too much. Yeah, it's a terrible, it's a terrible vantage point because I'm, uh, I'm in, in Indy, the, the first row of the, they've got his podium on a stage. So he's already way too high, um, based on where we sit. 
And so they have the seats way too close to the already way too high podium. So I'm basically looking up in my chair at Mike Vrabel. Uh, fortunately for him, he's not, you know, he's not, uh, he's not overweight or anything like that because it would be a horrendous angle if you were somebody who was struggling with the optics of, uh, of, of you know, potentially double chin. I would not like that angle as somebody who has suffered um, from those kind of things before. Welcome to the media podium after game, says Derek Othello. Well, welcome to the opposing, the 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 visiting uh, interview room is always a bit of a shit show. So I think that, I think that, yeah, the indie one is particularly bad because we're literally just sitting there uh, staring up at Mike from a terrible angle while we try to get these videos. The, uh, the point of view is not ideal. But uh, neither is the situation for Traylon Burks, but it's as good as you could possibly hope. Now, as to the depth of the situation, which position are they least deep at? We got to look through the amount of players that are already on IR. Um, I think the num the count is still at ten, including Lawan, since they have uh, since they have come through this game. But Dupree not on IR. Traylon Burks not on IR. But Bud did suffer an injury. Now they have done well to fortify their depth a little bit here in the uh, in the last couple of weeks. Mario Edwards, who was signed to the active roster on uh earlier this week um was playing in that game once Dupree went down the uh the situation for the corners is pretty tough right now because Caleb Farley is a non-factor at this point so I would probably say their cornerback group is not terribly deep because beyond McCreary and Fulton uh without Molden the options are not great uh, Christopher White says all Dupree does is suffer injuries. Yes, producer Reed to that effect put together an injury update, courtesy of Mike Vrabel. Um, it is about what you would expect, but I'll let you hear from the head coach right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is where you go to wager this football season. They can help you get in on all the action in the Superbook Sports app. That's where you go to take the fight to Vegas and to try and beat the best odds makers on the strip. No uh, people from across the pond setting lines for American sports, just the best odds makers in Las Vegas going head-to-head with you. You can uh, place your bet. They will match it, your first bet, up to $1,000, whether the bet wins or loses. Superbook.com is where you go. So let's hear from Mike Vrabel about all the other injuries that the Titans currently suffered as of this morning against the Indianapolis Colts. Any idea how long you'll be without trailing, and do you have the bodies on the roster to, to replace them? Uh, we do. You know, I don't know how long um, he'll be out. We'll continue to evaluate him this week and see where he's at. You expecting Rice to, to practice this week? Or? Did Monty you say Rice? Monty Rice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we can see Monty, and he's, he can he can begin to, his window and start practicing. So he's been working hard, and... And Todd and Frank and their staffs have been, you know, working hard with him to get back. Elijah and, and uh, Racy have a chance to come off IR at this point now. I think it's been four weeks. Uh, they would have a chance. I don't expect them out there this week. And Hooker still still protocol for Hooker. Yeah, still still working his way through, and we'll keep you updated there. Efficient is how I would describe Mike. He he went through what six players in the matter of. Uh, in a matter of 49 seconds, <laughs> and that's uh, and that's producer Reed editing all that together for a total of 40 seconds. So 
I think that uh, I think that that's anytime you ask Mike about injuries. Uh, he did not say anything about Dupree though, which is uh, which is kind of an interesting spot. But either way, the injury situation for the Titans is not ideal right now. The thinnest position I feel is the secondary. I'm curious to know how you feel about it. Uh, let's see. So Stacy Wills says, Buck, how long is Burks going to be out? I don't know. I, I don't have the answer to that question. Um, I think that uh, I do think that he'll be placed on injured reserve, which would mean that he would miss. Um, I think the Chiefs game because he has to miss four games, not four weeks. So even if they put him on IR before the bye, um, he would the bye would not count towards his four uh, his four games time served. It has to include four games specifically so he would miss um every game between now and the Kansas City Chiefs which includes the Washington football team the Colts uh the Texans and the Chiefs in that order would be the circumstance for Traylon Burks so we'll see if they end up placing him on IR I I think it is more likely than not but I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know the severity of the, of the turf toe. I don't know whether it's a, a you know, grade, grade two, three, whatever the case may be. Um, at this juncture, all I know is that turf toe is something that can continue to get them going. Now, as far as what they replace, uh, replace him with the wide receivers, Josh Gordon, I mean, I guess he's going to be on the active roster at some point. Uh, Corey Carruthers says, where's Phillips? Phillips played on Sunday. I have the snap counts here. As a matter of fact, I can tell you whether he was even targeted in this game though. I do, I do know I saw him out there for at least, uh, two or three snaps, but I can give you the specific numbers momentarily. If you would give me just a moment. Um, Kyle Phillips, by the way, is still not completely healthy. He's, he's out there, but not completely healthy, but if you are out there, the expectation is for you to perform, um, and that is something that he would have to deliver upon should they have thrown the ball his way. I don't believe he had a target in this game, though. Uh, I do not see that he had a target in this game. I'm still looking for his snap counts right now. Uh, as far as the rest of the wide receiver core goes, Cody Hollister is a better player at this point in his career. Than, uh, than Josh Gordon is. I know a lot of you probably think that's blasphemous, but that is indeed the case. Uh, Phillips was targeted once for an incompletion, says Dion Bonner. That uh, I can confirm that. And to the uh, to the effect of the situation for Kyle Phillips as far as his playing time um, goes, he was in the game for a decent amount. He didn't play a ton of snaps, but he was in the game for a decent amount of snaps. Um, to kind of give the Titans a little bit, if not, if nothing else, the threat of him being out on the football field, um, which is really all that I guess you could ask for at this point. Now, Teron Davenport has the snap counts according to Next Gen Sports. Uh, I know there can sometimes be a disparity, but according to Next Gen, he played only two offensive snaps um, and did not, no special teams. So two offensive snaps. The player who played the most offensive snaps, obviously Ryan Tannehill played 52% uh, of the offensive snaps, which is all of the snaps that were had in this game. Uh, you had Robert Woods and Jeff Swaim leading the skill position players with 39 apiece. So two snaps for um, Kyle Phillips as he works through this shoulder injury. 
at this point. Now, with all that being said, you know, I think that I think that they can, you know, there's there's still a role for him. I think Ryan Tannehill still likes him. McMath is not going to be available. Uh, Christopher, I, I Soji White. In fact, let me because Christopher says maybe McMath can come back in a week or two. Again, I'll I'll run this injury update for you because he did talk about McMath, and it doesn't seem like McMath is a week or two away. Any idea how long you'll be without Traylon, and do you have the bodies on the roster to to replace him? Uh, we do. You know, I don't know how long um, he'll be out. We'll continue to evaluate him this week and see where he's at. You expecting Rice to to practice this week? Or? Did Monty you say Rice. Monty Rice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we can see Monty and he's he can he can begin to, his window and start practicing. So he's been working hard, and and Todd and Frank and their staffs have been you know working hard with him to get back. Elijah and, and uh, Racy have a chance to come off IR at this point now. I think it's been four weeks. Uh, they would have a chance. I don't expect them out there this week. And Hooker still still protocol for Hooker. Yeah, still still working his way through, and we'll keep you updated there. All right, so no McMath, no Molden for the time being. Um, I saw somebody bring up the idea of Odell Beckham Jr. This team's not signing Odell Beckham Jr. Um, as of right now, they're not signing Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. wants to play in Tennessee. I think he's he's going to be cleared in next month, it sounds like, and it's uh, ba- based on what the conversations have been around Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. When you talk to people in the league about it, it's between the Rams and the Bills, which are two pretty good ones, the defending Super Bowl champion and the Super Bowl favorites in the 2022 season. Uh, OBJ is not going to be a Titan as we sit here today. I do not expect them to have any legitimate interest in him uh, because if you sign him and he's cleared in November, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be good and ready to go in November. It's not a plug-and-play type situation and like John Spain Howard says it's not like the Titans are throwing the ball to wide receivers that often Uh, that's correct their first wide receiver touchdown pass came four weeks into the season to Robert Woods I do think Ryan Tannehill could have hit Traylon Burks on a deep bomb um, in that game as well but Tannehill was hit as he threw did not seem like he was able to make an accurate pass on that play Lamonta says that Josh Gordon is on the roster right no he's on the practice squad and he's not very good. So, um, yeah, you just you need to you need to let go and let God the idea of Josh Gordon being any kind of a, like a real player for you in 2022. Um, I think that uh, I think the um, you know it like it doesn't matter how many times I say that to you guys, and that's fine. Like I understand if if you're curious about it, continue to ask about it. It's my job to provide you an update for it, so it doesn't matter how many times I repeat myself and saying Josh Gordon is not. Um, Cody Hollister is better than Josh Gordon at this point, And that is why he remains on the practice squad. He was not even called up, uh, from the practice squad to the active roster on Sunday. They, it is not a situation, uh, not a situation where, um, Josh Gordon can really, really give you anything. So why is Josh Gordon on the team? If you're not going, if you're not going to use him well, for the same reason the golden Tate was on the roster because they're out of bodies and he physically plays wide receiver or has played wide receiver at some point in his career. It's not like like <laughs> um, not, use him to do what? Like what is he going to do? He's not. He played in twelve games for the Chiefs last year, and he was respectfully not good. Uh, I, again, I, this is not an attack on Josh Gordon and his uh, ability to uh, and his ability to continue to um, you know keep his NFL career alive. I, I think that's uh, I think that's good by Josh Gordon, and it seems like he's been in the right 
mindset and frame um, to continue to have an NFL career, which is all that he's all that he's. I mean, I'm sure he's looking to play and looking to contribute more, and he would have a decent chance to contribute here because their wide receiver depth is, I mean, frankly, shit. Um, so yeah, his best opportunity was here. He had the opportunity to stay on the Chiefs practice squad. And they said, even as they completely redid their uh, wide receiver core this year, um, that, you know, it was either practice squad or, you know, we're good. And he said, no, I'll go take an opportunity with the Titans where he remains on the practice squad because he's not a good player at this point. Um, You're just mad. Your uh, costs. Uh, I don't think that I don't think that's that's one talking to me. I always get confused when you guys are talking amongst yourselves. Anyway, Um, (laughs) but it's always it's always funny to see one or two of those out of context. Uh, Let's uh, talk about the best position on the depth chart right now, as it looks like they may be getting some reinforcements. Let's talk about that together right after. uh, So what is the deepest position on the depth chart uh, or on the roster? at this point for the Titans, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you do that, I will remind you that True Math Fitness is the best place for you to start your fitness journey. 45-minute classes in the boot camp style. No class ever recycled or repeated for any level of fitness. And that's the key part, for any level of fitness, because you it can be intimidating sometimes. I know, as somebody who uh, has done a couple of these now, Um, and you know, certainly was in horrendous shape when I started, uh, when I started trying to get back into better shape and I was, I was, I was kind of nervous to go back and to get into a group setting like that and to, uh, you know, to participate in what appeared to me to be high intensity workouts. It's not the case because they're going to make sure that you're comfortable with what you're being asked to do. And if you're not necessarily a group workout person, the beauty of true math fitness is that they offer personal training. They offer those group classes. And they also have an open gym concept that can allow you to work out on your terms. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. And you can find out more about their membership offerings at TrueMathFitness.com as well. So um, looking at the uh, looking at the situation for the depth charts, the, uh, the running back position, I think, is probably the deepest on the roster. Leonard Thompson... Uh, says, talk about how you picked the Colts to win the division. Well, that, of course, is inherently false because I've never made a division pick in my life. I don't make Super Bowl picks. I don't make game picks for exactly that reason because nobody knows what the hell is going to happen. I did say that I felt better about the Colts in the division this year than the Titans. So if you would like to attribute wrong statements to me, you may attribute that wrong statement to me. But, uh, you know, I don't do picks because I think picks are stupid. I think game score predictions are stupid. I think it's the biggest waste of time of anything that we do because, again, you have no idea that the highest paid offensive line in all of football, that being the Indianapolis Colts, is going to be shit uh, in 2022 and is going to make Matt Ryan look like a scared old man behind him. On that point, absolutely incorrect. Uh, But your initial assumption about my incorrect statements was wrong. So you got to get your... Back straight. Uh, looking at, though, the, the running back position is the deepest, right? Hassan Haskins, I think the Titans have a kick returner that can legitimately make an impact. I think they have a contingency plan for Derrick Henry in the future whenever that comes about. Doesn't look like it's going to be soon. Derrick played really, really well, I think, in the last two weeks as he starts to kind of get back up to speed with things. And, you know, beyond that, it was probably edge, but obviously the loss of Harold and Bud Dupree's unavailability so far through the first month has not lent itself to that being a great group. 
We thought the corners might have been uh, a deep group, but that was before we realized that Caleb Farley was not a good corner at this stage in his career. We'll see how that continues to develop, to grow and develop. But I think that uh, I think that with all these different things, uh, I think that with all these different things, the running back position is probably the best spot to start. So looking at, though, the inside linebacker depth is something that looked like it might be a positive heading into this year when Monty Rice was healthy, Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham hasn't been great, but he's an, he's a good NFL player. Um, he's a, he's an okay NFL player. He's, a, he's an NFL starter, I think is probably the best way to put it. I don't think he's necessarily – like I don't think there's anything about Zach Cunningham that's above average um, uh, outside of – whatever anything else you could get from an inside linebacker x y and z it's why you know you haven't really missed his absence and dylan cole looked pretty good on sunday against indy but mike Vrabel talked about the inside linebacking depth right now and if monty rice is to return you would certainly feel better about that position what did you like about uh what you saw from the inside linebackers yesterday really really good against the run and i thought that that group that was in there uh, david and and dylan and then joe had a few snaps in there as well you know that this is a good running football team. It's very good back that we played. Uh, you know that that was you know, you know pretty much the difference in the game, being able to to stop the run the way that we did. Um, guys were playing physical. Guys were playing um, instinctive, and um, they did a nice job. Very expansive from Mike Vrabel there. Danny Sutherland has got to be the defensive line. No, I mean. Eh, I th- Defensive line's not bad. Autry, Simmons, Tart. Uh, I think Kevin Strong has given them some decent snaps in the last couple of weeks. Deshaun Hand looked like he was going to be a good player, but I think he was lost after the first game of the year uh, with a biceps injury, so that was made thinner. I didn't really see a lot of Demarcus Walker in this game, um, which would I would I would have thought that it would have presented an opportunity for them to uh, for them to see how this would go. Um, but I think that uh, I think that the defensive line is not bad, but I don't necessarily think it's their deepest position. Um, Christopher says Cunningham is good. Why would we cut him? Well, he's not. I think, like I said, I don't think that he's like great. I mean, he's fine. Like I think you can find another Zach Cunningham for a lot less money. Um, I'm not saying I'm not advocating that you cut him. Uh, perhaps you're responding to somebody else, Christopher. So forgive me if I missed that comment. But yeah, like if they cut if they cut Zach Cunningham at the end of the year, I'd be totally fine with that. He's not he's not like he he doesn't play third downs. He can't cover, and if he's missing tackles and also can't cover because he was missing tackles when he was available the last time we saw him, then yeah, I'm probably good on the Zach Cunningham experience. I'm probably good on the David Long experience too. Even as I like David Long, and I think David's a good player. Like you can find inside linebackers, you know, in on day two and day three of the NFL draft with relative ease. It's not a premium position. Certainly not one that you want to give. Um, big money contracts to uh, Jojo says cut Cunningham to sign Will Compton. No, I do, I do not want to <laughs> uh, one. I don't want to have to deal with Will for a full. I don't want to have to like work with Will for a full NFL season. That sounds exhausting. Um, and two, I think he, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was driving to Atlanta today to go work out for the Falcons. So maybe he joins the winning franchise two and two um, uh, the winning franchise two and two, the Atlanta Falcons who are also winners of two straight games. Leonard Thompson says, you, uh, you're you tweaking. David Long is him. Listen, I think David Long is a good player. I really do. I think he's a much better player than uh, than uh, than Cunningham. Um, but, you know, you guys said the same thing to me about Jayon Brown and, like, look how easily you replaced Jayon Brown. 
There was a time when you thought Rashawn Evans was a really good player. There was a time when I thought Rashawn Evans was going to be a good player too. And then it just really never materialized. So I think that, uh, you know, I think, I think that I understand. And David Long has been, um, has been great to his credit as a, he's either a fifth round or a sixth round pick. Um, if I remember correctly. So uh, listen, I'm not saying that David doesn't deserve a second contract elsewhere. I'm just saying that of all the of all the areas where I think John Rod- Robinson is fair to criticize, I think he does pretty well at finding inside linebacker talent because it's not it's not you you don't like how many inside linebackers like starting inside linebackers could you name that are high level you know MVP All Pro players? There's no Ray Lewis's, there's no Luke Keekleys, there's not there's not these kind of guys anymore so I think I think you know maybe David Long ends up staying here on an affordable contract I the Imani Hooker contract was infinitely affordable um I don't know what uh David Long's negotiating position is going to be so I think that uh I think that you know um you look at this and and you say if if he ends up back on the team great as long as it's at the right price if he doesn't end up back on the team you feel pretty confident about the idea that you can find another inside linebacker somewhere. I mean, look at Joe Schobert. Joe Schobert made a play, helped force a fumble in his first game, and he wasn't even in a training camp. That's kind of how these things go right now. Uh, Easy 17 does name one inside linebacker. Is Fred Warner technically an inside linebacker? Is he like Shaq Leonard? Um, Fred Warner's an inside linebacker, but he is he is one that he is one that definitely comes to mind. But I mean, beyond that, I I really I mean, Patrick Queen's like Patrick Queen was a first-round draft pick for the Ravens, but he's not like good. Devin White is a good inside linebacker. Levante David kinds of kind of plays in a couple of different spots, so maybe I'm being too specific. Bobby Wagner is not good at this stage in his career, um, but Bobby Wagner was one of those names certainly at the peak of his powers in Seattle. Um, but Bobby Wagner has not has not been that right now. Von Miller is not uh, an inside linebacker; he is an edge rusher. He's basically a defensive end. So I think that uh, I think that's just a misunderstanding of what the positions are. Anyway, so let's move on and let's talk about uh, let's talk about which mascot in the NFL has the most punchable face. That sounds fun, doesn't it? Uh, now T Rack is up there, not because I think he has a punchable face, but because I think, um, well, he's the Titans mascot, so I chose him as the graphic example. Um, but which NFL mascot does have the most punchable face? Because there's some shade being thrown by the Titans social media accounts towards the Colts mascot, who I'm sure many of you would probably nominate. We can talk about this together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. They are the place you go for your dream address without the stress. Gary Ashton is the best in the business because he has that Intel edge that you need to succeed. The Intel allows you to sell your home without any showings or staging. That Intel helps you find your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market, and it helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now. Everyone else looking for the same information and getting the same information on the same properties, not at GaryAshton.com. You're going to get that Intel edge you need to succeed with the finest real estate group in Middle Tennessee and the top REMAX team in the entire world. The Gary Ashton Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com for more information. So, which NFL mascot has the most punchable face? I had to think about this. T-Rack is a... <laughs> T-Rack, I don't know that punchable is the word for T-Rack. Um, me and T-Rack are... Uh, we are... We have a professional working relationship. 
Um, I, I, I've told you guys before that every once in a while in the, uh, every once in a while in the, uh, in like in the, at the practice facility, I'll be walking from the media room down the practice, down to the practice field. And, you know, I've got my cup of coffee in my hand. I'm starting my work day. I passed T-Rack. He's got his coffee. He's in a, on his way into work as well. And it's kind of like one of those sports center commercials where you're just kind of, you know, uh, T-Rack's getting ready to go to the copy room to make, you know, print out death charts or something like that. I don't know. Uh, the Cowboys mascot. I, do the Cowboys have a, I can't think of the Cowboys mascot. Uh, I'm going to have to Google this. I'll, we'll do this in real time. Uh, I don't know that it's terribly good broadcasting etiquette, but like, I can't think of what the Cowboys mascot looks like. Is it just a, okay. Yeah. The Cowboys mascot is punchable. I would, I would agree with that assessment. The Cowboys mascot is creepy looking. Um, his name is Rowdy. And ever, I'm looking at the 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 uh, the Library of Congress write up. I don't know why Rowdy made the Library of Congress write up. Um, has been the official mascot of the Dallas Cowboys since 1996. The ever smiling Buckaroo. Yeah, he's he's for sure punchable. I uh, I don't like I don't like the way that the Cowboys mascot looks. Most of these guys, most of these guys or creatures are do have punchable faces. I would agree with that. Uh, but, you know, the Colts mascot was throwing shade at Titans fans prior to the game taking place. So Ben Jones, the Titan center, decided, you know, not today. Real. It's pretty good. I want you to watch that again because the Colts, I, I can't remember the name of the Colts mascot, but the Colts mascot is out here pieing Titans fans in the face for uh for the purposes of entertainment and they did a tiktok on the titans twitter account uh, or on the titans tiktok account with ben jones who famously pies people in the face on their birthday hitting the colts with one himself Real. Pretty good. I want to know which intern had to volunteer to hold the camera phone while Ben Jones throws a pie at it. I think that's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I would say that now knowing what the Cowboys mascot looks like, uh, Pat Patriot is probably up there too. I think there's most of the mascots. I think all the mascots probably have punchable face. I think that's what they're designed to look like. Um, and that's fine because mascots have a job to do and certainly they do it. That's going to do it for us tonight on Facebook or on A to Z Sports Prime Time. We appreciate you guys spending your time here with us each and every Sunday through Thursday night. Radio show tomorrow. Mike Felder from Stadium. Going to talk a lot about the college football weekend and get you ready for the Vols heading down to LSU for a big SEC game. I think that uh, I think that. Um, you're going to enjoy the conversation. Felder is always really, really good when it comes to the X's and O's. And certainly we will, uh, we will have some more updates for you. Actually, I want you guys, uh, so I've been, I've been thinking about this every week on the radio show. Um, we have a player, a Titans player that joins the show on Thursdays. So I, and I've, I've talked to almost, we've had almost every player on the show. Um, or at least we've had almost every starter on the show through training camp and now through the first month of the season. So I'd be curious to know. Last week was Rashad Weaver for reference. So if you guys have suggestions that you want to send for the players that you would like for us to have on the radio show, DM those to me on Instagram. And certainly I'll uh, I'll take that over to the, uh, to the PR staff and I'll see which players would like to do the radio show on Thursday this week. And we'll try to get to as many of those suggestions 
as possible. If you have questions also that you would like to ask or you'd like me to ask that particular player since we get since we get to talk to him um, that kind of regularly, and you know the interviews are for you. They're not for me. I'm just the one doing the interview. Uh, that would be fine uh, too. Royal writes says Stonehouse. I had Stonehouse two weeks ago. Stonehouse pretty good actually. I uh, I enjoyed talking to to uh, Ryan. So you can go back and check that out in the podcast feed. Um, so we will. Uh, Demetrius says Big Weaver did Weaver last week. Like I said. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, talk to you guys tomorrow on the radio show at 10 a.m. If not, we will do it again on primetime tomorrow night. There's All right, we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it. But we got a couple more questions. No, All that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>